This is Shelby Hansen, and you're listening to episode 43, three simple wellness tools that might surprise you. Welcome to the Creating Your Beautiful Life podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. I'm an invisible illness warrior, kidney transplant recipient, mom to four, and life coach for people who have gone through incredible health challenges. On this podcast, I teach you how to move forward from difficulty and disappointment into joy and abundance as you take charge of creating your own beautiful life. Hello and welcome to today's show. Today I'm going to be sharing with you some ideas about small and simple ways to improve your life. And I'm going to especially share with you three simple practices for prioritizing your health and wellness. Now, this was a really big challenge for me being a young mom, kidney failure with four little kids. My youngest was one at the time. And really coming into this understanding of how important it was to prioritize myself, even when it felt like I had so many responsibilities, so many obligations, so many things that I was in charge of. And I wanted to start this episode today with a quote. It's a scripture that we use um, in my religion. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I came across this quote this morning, and it says, by small and simple things are great things brought to pass. And I was just thinking about those very small and simple practices that have made the biggest impact in my life. And I wanted to share those practices with you because so many times we think that you need to do a really big thing in order to get a really giant result instead of taking apart these little pieces of habits and routines and rhythms that you go through throughout your day and tweaking them a little bit. I was just listening to uh, a YouTube video by James Clear. He's the author of Atomic Habits. And he was talking about how if you were just to incrementally improve by 1% every day, just the impact that would have over the course of a year. And so, so many times we're like, I gotta go from zero to 60 miles an hour in like, you know, however many seconds flat. But it's those small incremental changes and really thinking about how I can tweak this and make it more aligned for how I want to live my life that starts to really change the trajectory of where you're going. So I have three R's (laughs) of what I'm going to be sharing with you that are these simple practices for prioritizing your health and your wellness. So the first one is recognizing. This is recognizing that your needs are just as important as those you love. Now, I don't know about you, but I feel like I have had a lot of responsibilities, a lot of obligations in my life, especially with four kids, husband in the military. We've moved around a lot. I've had different types of employment, volunteer things, and especially church volunteer opportunities as well. And it's really easy to fill up your plate with those things, especially kids. They they tend to take a lot of time. And so it's easy to think about like, what are their needs? When do they need to eat? What do I need to prepare so that everything is smooth for everybody? 
And then you get put at the end of that list. And then you're left wondering, why isn't anybody helping me? Why isn't anybody listening to me? Why am I having all of these hard things happening? And it's because you're not recognizing that you have needs. I know it sounds so simple, but when I started to really lean into this, that I was like, I have needs that I don't even know that need to happen for me. That's when things started to change. That's when I started to see, wait a second, there's some things, some really very simple things that I can do to do that 1% better each day in order to help my life improve and in order to help my health. And some of those were as simple as, I think sometimes you guys have heard it on the podcast. Like, I have this little tracker. It says drink me. If you're on the YouTube channel, you can see it. I have this little tracker I put on my water bottles and it dings like every 30 minutes to remind me to drink water. Hydration is so important for me. With kidney disease, if I am not hydrated, it ends up being a big deal. And so I do things to prioritize my hydration, like very simple thing. But if I don't think about it, it's really easy for me to put everybody else first and not pay attention to that little need. I also have a need for moving my body. I have a need for filling my body with nutritious foods that are going to serve me well. I also have a need for rest. Before, I was really villainizing rest, saying that I was lazy, that I should be able to do more. I should be able to be there and be present for everybody. But I really did need that rest, and I wasn't recognizing it. So when I started giving myself truly restful rest, and what I talk about is not beating myself up while I was quote unquote incapacitated. Like if I was on the couch, instead of berating myself for doing that, I was compassionate with myself and allowed myself to take the actual rest that I needed. Before we get to the next two practices, if you are someone who needs to occasionally have a blood draw to keep track of your health, you might get a little nervous when it gets time to get it done especially if you've had bad experiences in the past. If you feel nervous on the way to your next blood draw, you're going to want to download my free seven-minute meditation on how to not freak out when you're getting a blood draw. I'll link it in the show notes and you can listen to it for free today. Okay. The second piece of simple practices for prioritizing your wealth, your health, wealth, it could be wealth too, your health and wellness is to remember or rediscover what you love and planning it in. Again, it's so easy to prioritize work schedules, work priorities, spouse relationships, family relationships, friendships, church obligations. And you're doing all these things for so many people and not remembering, wait a second, I'm somebody who had interests too. I am somebody who had things that I liked to do. I got to this point, like, mm, it was probably like three or four months ago. I was talking to my husband. I'm like, I don't even know what I like. <laughs> He's like, that's not true. Yes, you do. But I started to make a fun list of things that were just really simple practices that I wanted to reincorporate, like music. Do you guys know I play music? I play the violin. I learned how to play the mandolin and the banjo, <laughs> play a little bit of piano. Um, if you give me something with strings, I can pretty much play it. 
but I wasn't prioritizing that. And we have a lot of musicians in our family. So I was like, I feel like I have a lot of joy when I play more music. And so I started scheduling some things into my day. I was like, today I'm going to actually play on the porch with my son. He's going to play guitar. I'm going to play mandolin. We're just going to play for like 10 minutes. It doesn't take a lot, but I had forgotten that piece of me that really I loved. And there were some other things like we have a hammock outside and I forget to use it. I was like, I really enjoy reading books. I really enjoy reading in the hammock. So I was able to rediscover that part of me that wanted to do these practices that felt really good. And yours might be very different. I also really enjoy paddleboarding. And so there's been times when I've brought that into activities that we've done over the summertime. I'm like, I want to remember what it is that brings me joy because it's so easy. Our brains are always focused on fear. (laughs) Like they're always searching, searching, searching for what's the next thing that's going to be a problem for me that I'm going to have to overcome. And we forget to lean into those practices that feel like joy, that feel abundant, that feel like you. I just feel like myself so much when I'm on a paddleboard and my husband, he like, if we have our cameras, he'll always take a picture because I'll go out on the paddleboard, especially if we're on a lake and just get out far enough. We're away from the swim area and just lay down on my back and just let myself really just be one with the water. Just lay down on that paddleboard and I just feel myself. And my husband's always like, I got to take a picture of this because you look so serene and so happy. And so think about it. Like, what are some things that you may have forgotten that you really enjoy, that you really like? I had to go back like all the way to childhood. I was telling a client this week, I really loved as a kid finding dandelions and like blowing out the seeds. I was like, that brought me so much joy. And I actually still really like dandelions when I see them in the yard. I'm like, they're so happy and so pretty and yellow, but I know, I know I'm not supposed to like them, but I do like them. But just thinking about what are the things that have brought me joy in the past and what brings me joy right now that I can tap into that. And really, when you do those things, it's keying in and signaling to your body, hey, you're healthy, you're strong, you're safe. Because you wouldn't be doing those practices that you really love if you were in danger. And like I said, your brain always wants to look for danger because your brain thinks if I can detect the danger before it happens, then I can prevent the bad things from happening. And it doesn't work that way because not only do you experience the bad things, that's in air quotes for those of you that can't see, you experience the bad thing right now. You also experience it in the future if it happens. Many times it doesn't happen. So you just keep re-experiencing it over and over in the present. So when you're leaning into the things that bring joy and satisfaction and pleasure in the now that you really love, then fear doesn't have a place there. Okay, last practice, like really simple, is redirecting to love. It's really easy to degrade your relationship with yourself by saying things that are unkind to you. And then you notice, oh my gosh, my self-talk is so negative. I should not be so negative. And then you're negative about your negativity. So instead of continuing down that that downward cycle of being so negative about the negativity, it's just a simple redirection to love. Now, 
If you've been around for a minute, you know that I love (laughs) emotions. I love experiencing them. And I've even gotten to be friends with the ones that I felt like were not so fun to be friends with, especially shame and disappointment and fear and judgment, all of those ones. I'm like, come on in friends. Let's go. There's a place for you. But when you make friends with those emotions and really memorize what that sensation feels like in your body, especially if you memorize what the sensation of love feels like, you may not be able to pick up any of the thoughts that are creating that emotion of love, but you can generate the love by feeling it, by having that memorized sensation and then returning to it, redirecting yourself. When you find yourself out of sync and into fear, allow the fear. Like I said, you don't want to resist the fear. The fear is there to keep you safe. And so it's soothing yourself in that moment and then redirecting to love. Okay. I hope that you guys have enjoyed this small and simple things that can really create great things in your life. And those three things, I'll just recap. The first one was recognizing that your needs are just as important as the people that you love. Remembering or rediscovering what you love and planning it into your everyday life. And the third one is redirecting yourself to love. All right. It's wonderful to have you here and I can't wait to talk with you next week. Have a great one. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's get coaching together today. I hope you have a wonderful week as you take your power back on creating beauty wherever you go.